Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope you're doing well today, sir. Hanging in there, Kimasabi. Hanging in there. How about yourself? Doing all right. Hanging in, hanging on, taking a swig of water, you know. Yeah, because water and it. coffee. Um, John Featherman, a lot of talk about him. Uh, he's been sick. They said that he had depression. We talked about this yesterday. There were rumors, and Washington, by the way, is a city that lives on rumors, and there were rumors going around that he was much worse off than they're letting on, but they released uh, audio, well, actually it's a videotape, but it's a, a tape of him with Giselle, and uh, here's what he says. Listen. Hey, everybody. It's John and Giselle. As you can see, we hit a little bump on the campaign trail. Yeah. It was on Friday. Uh, I just wasn't feeling very well, so I decided, you know what, I need to get checked out. So I, I went to the hospital. I need to get checked out because yeah. I was right, as always. Wait a second. That isn't that isn't a new tape. I'll tell you why. Yeah, I was going to say there's a problem with that timeline because when the story hit, she went to where Canada. But that's but I want you to. I want you to hear this tape again. Listen. Hey, everybody. It's John and Giselle. As you can see, we hit a little bump on the campaign trail. Um, yeah. It was on Friday. Uh, I just wasn't feeling very well. So I decided, you know what? I need to get checked out. So I, I went to the hospital. I need to get checked out. Because yeah. I was right, as always. That's from the campaign. That's, yeah. not, that's not a new uh, video. It's old. But Wh- they brought it out, didn't vet it, don't realize that if you go back and look... Just go back to see when when the story came out last week that Fetterman is brain dead. That's what they're saying. That's what some some people are saying, which I think is amazing. And then she went out of town with the kids. Right. Which is what you would do to say, kids, we're going to go do some. Yeah. Make it. We got to do some. I'm going to talk about daddy and our future. Yeah. And then and then you sit there. And take into account that uh, Republicans now are sitting there going, because what they're saying uh, out of the uh, DNC and everything, oh, it's going to take uh, 90 days, but he's going to be okay. He's doing well. He's doing well. Nobody's seen him. So they're they're not only brain dead, people are even questioning whether he's even alive, period. So the Republicans have asked a judge to order that Fetterman make a public statement to prove Actually, actually, it was the Washington County Republican chairman. I I was looking for his video, and I bumped into this video from uh, the Fetterman's, and he came out and said, "We have a right as Pennsylvanians to know whether you can perform your job and represent us." This uh, video we just played, y- you know, you wonder who puts that out there, who makes that available again. It's it's from last May. This was from the stroke. We hit a bump on the campaign trail, she says. You know, uh, that means that this is from when he had the stroke the first time. Somebody is playing cover-up, and that's what they're doing. They're trying to deflect the news. They're trying to buy time. It just seems that everything they do is all meant to delay, postpone, you know, dance around the issue at hand yeah. so that they can get to the next point. You, you, there's there's so many things out here that are that are potentially time bombs, you know, and yeah. the, the sad thing is, you know, you've got the war, you've got nukes, you've got, you've got uh, Hunter and Joe, you've got everything. Last night, Tucker was talking about 
Uh, this Not only Tucker, by the way. Jesse Waters started his show off with a long thing about Fetterman. Uh, Tucker did a long thing about Fetterman. Uh, so it's not going away, and they're not hiding it. And they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to have pr- proof of life, proof of performance. Can he do the job? Uh, and as it stands now, I think they said he w- he's, been a, he's been a senator for about three days. I mean, yeah. he's worked as a senator for about three days. The rest of the time, he's been hospitalized. Because first, well, yeah. he yeah, was hospitalized. He, he first, he was hospitalized for, uh, was it a heart problem? Yeah. And then they said, okay, he's okay. And they released him. And then he came out and was hospitalized again for depression. So I don't think we're being told the truth. And uh, I, what they're trying to do is they're trying to avoid a special election, which might put a Republican in the seat this time. Uh, that would, uh, wouldn't be good for Democrats. And, uh, you know, a lot of you mentioned this a, a few minutes ago, a lot of noise out there, a lot of news about a lot of different things. Uh, this is something which is flying under the radar, Bill, and mm-hmm. deserves a lot more attention. Uh, it says major escalation. Drone attacks strike deep into Russia, targeting the nation's oil industry. Nobody's talking about that. I haven't seen anything. I've been watching the news. This is a this is a big deal. It, yeah, it is. And you know, the funny thing is, is everyone you, you always see the news that says, you know, Russia is hurting so badly, they're about to crumble, they're going to fall down in their face. You're going to see the collapse of Russia probably in the next week, at yeah. least in the next month. I saw that yesterday. But yet there was another story out there and said, don't you believe that? Because the stories that you see about Ukraine and all these wins, yeah, they're actually not having all those wins. Yeah, they've had a few wins here and there. But keep in mind that during this time, Russia with their oil, you buy Russian oil here on the East Coast. It's Lucas Oil. That, that's Russian. But either way, they've rebuilt, you know, their economy to where they've got money coming in. They can buy the new war machines where we, uh, on the other hand, are in dire straits. And the tables can turn in an instant. And you got, uh, you know, uh, Vladimir, you know, sitting there going, yeah. you need to give us more money because well, if you don't, he's threatening us now for money. Yeah, if, if ungrateful people, so-and-so. If people don't believe you, this is Volodymyr Zelensky uh, telling us what he really thinks. Polls in the United States are suggesting that a growing number of Americans believe that the U.S. is giving too much support to Ukraine. What would your message be on the anniversary to those Americans? Thank you. I would like to thank the American people. I would like to thank all of the American people that are supporting Ukraine, the Congress, the President, the TV uh, channels, the journalists, and everyone that has been supporting us. And that uh, percentage of uh, Americans, as uh, you've mentioned, is increasing. Uh, I can tell them only one thing. 
If they do not change their opinion, if they do not understand us, if they do not support Ukraine, they will lose NATO, they will lose uh, the cloud of the United States, they will lose the leadership position that they are joining in the world, uh, that they are joined for a very fair reason, and they will lose the support of the country with 40 millions of population, with millions of children. Are American children any different than ours? Don't Americans enjoy the, the same things uh, as we do? I don't think we're that different. And uh, This little criminal is threatening us, okay? First of all, he's telling us uh, we'll lose NATO. This is a country, by the way, Ukraine, that's not in NATO, okay? Yeah, so uh, yeah, how does he know that? And you know what? NATO hasn't really pledged as much money as we have. It's Well, you mentioned it. What, $10 billion? Well, that's it? the EU. Yeah, uh, ten, EU. yeah, $10 billion. We've done $120 billion plus, and he's saying he's threatening us, essentially. Yeah, you can lose your standing as the leader in the free world. Uh, well, I, actually. You know, a year and a half ago, most people didn't know what the Ukraine was in this country. How, how much of a, a loss would it be if we stopped supporting that war? Well, that's why she mentioned, you know, are Ukrainian children different than our children? No and yes. No, no, no child is better than another. But if I have a choice to make, I'm going to take care of your child or I'm going to take care of my child. And not my only, child. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and the other thing is this, Bill, the responsibility for that child that he's talking about, the Ukrainian child, rests mm -hmm. on his shoulders. Exactly. If, if he wants to do anything, uh, all he has to do is work towards peace. He could sit down That's with it. Russia probably tomorrow and say, "Let's let's talk. Is there is there a peaceful way that we can resolve this problem and stop the bloodshed?" I don't see him doing that. You know, you uh, know if he did that, that puts it on uh, that puts it on uh, Putin. And if it goes on Putin's shoulders, Putin's not going to want to be the guy that you know, is going to uh, a kid killer, you know, and he wants the, the, the ceasefire. He wants the settlement, but he wants certain things, Russians to come back together as they once were. And we shouldn't play, we shouldn't have a hand in, in their internal, up, yeah. yeah. And we're only getting deeper in this. And I said this yesterday, and it's so true. Uh, after we're done uh, supporting the war, and there is a resolution somewhere down the road. Uh, we got to help. We're going to have to help rebuild that country. I mean, that's what we do historically. Look at after World War II, we bombed the living daylights out of Berlin and Dusseldorf and all these uh, uh, Dresden, all these different uh, cities. And then we go in after the war and we spend billions of dollars putting it all back together again. I I challenge you to find another country. That has done that. Do you think other countries who've won a war go in and, and spend billions putting it all back together again? No. Uh, but I, I do think that we have uh, a sinister administration right now that is funding this thing intentionally. I mean, look at mm -hmm. look at Biden was over there last weekend handing out checks, and then a few days later, 
Janet Yellen is over there, the uh, Treasury Secretary. Why she was handing out checks is beyond me. I mean, she's over there shaking hands and handing out another billion two. You know, that's mm-hmm. a lot of money. And we talked about this. If you if you took that money and gave it to the poor people of East Palestine, Ohio, who are, are literally being poisoned, uh, that would go a long way to fixing their problem. But uh, not this administration. Nope. You know, we'd buy them a whole new city, all new land, everything. All of them get new homes, new farm equipment, the whole yeah. nine yards. We take that ground... And then we recycle the ground over time to decontaminate it and uh, do what we have to do. Right now, it is a hazard not only for them, but for everybody in probably a 300-mile radius. Bill, I I told you before the show started, I'm hacking up stuff. Um, And I apologize for that. But I live 55 miles southeast of East Palestine, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And... <clears throat> that's well within the range of that smoke and, and uh, poison. And I think it's had a definite effect on certain people who have respiratory uh, situations in this region where, I, where I'm at. I mean, they yeah. said they find, they find that uh, white luminescent powder, which they think is from that plume in East, in uh, not East, uh, in uh, Hagerstown, Maryland. Hagerstown, Maryland is another like two and a half hours from where I am, east. Uh, Bill, You can't tell me they don't know what that white powder is. Oh, I'm sure they do. They don't want to admit that they have damaged not just a town, but a region of the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are going to be people, look at this, uh, Pennsylvania is literally 10 minutes down the road from East Palestine, Ohio. It is uh, the home, Beaver County, Pennsylvania, Butler right. County, Pennsylvania, Allegheny County, where Pittsburgh is, literally right down the road from where uh, that thing was uh, discharged. And someone said this yesterday, Bill, and it's so true. Mm-hmm. They talk about what they did with that vinyl chloride. They called it a controlled burn. And they had an expert on. I saw this with my own two eyes. This guy, all he does for a living is go around and he's a private contractor, works for people to prove that the people are right, not the government. He's working for some people in East Palestine. He said that by no means was a control burn. A control burn is when you control every aspect of the uh, discharge. You know where the smoke is going to go. You know where the fumes are going. You, you can collect the fumes in some situations. Mm-hmm. He, this That was an uncontrolled burn. He said you, all you had to do is look, and you see that it's up in the atmosphere, and it's gone in every direction. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody's, and Bill, you, you, you're out there, um, literally, you're on the eastern part of Pennsylvania, the northeastern part of Pennsylvania. Oh, we've had it here. Yes, Absolutely. They talk about it in. They can smell it in Hartford, Connecticut. The the weatherman up there tried to make it sound like it was dust from Oklahoma, but he had to admit to everybody that uh, as far as that uh, that pungent smell, uh, I, I can't explain that. Yeah, I can, I can. It's from out in Ohio. Uh, and Bill, 
that was a massive plume of, of uh, smoke. That was not like a little fire with some some wispy smoke. That was like someone let off a uh, a bomb, a nuclear bomb. Mm. And uh, I could go on and on. And I guess what I'm saying is they don't want they don't want everybody to know that not just the the few people, the five thousand people from East Palestine are going to be affected. But tens of thousands of people in the in the northeastern part of the United States are going to be effect, affected. People in Pittsburgh and in Harrisburg, and probably people in uh, Lancaster and out towards uh, Wilkesbury and into um, upstate New York, Albany. It's going to have an effect on a lot of people, mm-hmm. and they won't know about it if we don't talk about it. Just pretend that everything's okay. Tell the people they can go back to their homes because, look, at they're looking at the losses in East Palestine as collateral damage. You yeah. know? It's you collateral know, so, damage. Yeah, and social media is already out there flagging stories that this is misinformation news about that white powder and everything. Well, that white powder is used in uh, luminescent paints. Uh, it also could be uh, a bleaching, uh, white bleaching powder which probably would be more in line to the chemical that was on the train and it went up in flames, and you've got now this white bleaching powder. Wait, hey, bleach? Do you want to know... you sucking this in your lungs? Do you want to know how you can prove there's white powder involved? I ch- All I say is go look at a video of them shoveling the waste from that, uh, that burn into trucks, and all of the debris is white powder so don't tell go. don't tell me that the the white powder isn't that's a lie you know if they well, didn't come from oklahoma it didn't come from and what uh, i don't care texas and it didn't come from arizona and bill what i don't care about anymore i don't i don't care about being fact checked by a 24 year old ding dong at some social media platform who's telling me that I'm wrong. You know, all I saw with my own two eyes them shoveling that white stuff into trucks. You know, and I can tell you, I saw, I have it on my car in my driveway. It didn't come from Oklahoma. Is the dust that they said was dark in, in Connecticut from Oklahoma white in Pennsylvania? That's mm-hmm. Remember they, took, they said up in, in uh, Hartford it was a black dust from, from Oklahoma. Uh, you know, so, so what do I have in my car? It sure isn't soap from the car wash. Um, that would be interesting soap. That would be for sure. So uh, I, I, yeah, I, no, we're I, being lied to all the way around. And this is not the only train wreck. There's there's more of them out there that uh, are doing true. equal damage. And then you got that other fire, the, the metals plant up in Ohio. There was another fire yesterday in Florida. Yeah. <clears throat> I... I uh, Another, I'm sorry, another train derailment, not a fire. Uh, we have got uh, something happening in our country, and nobody's being straight with us. And I don't think they're going We have this clown, the Secretary of Transportation. It's like having Alfred E. Newman. You remember him from Mad Magazine? Yeah, what, Mad what Magazine, me, yeah. Yeah, it's like having him as the Secretary of Transportation. Uh, well, he uh, fits. You know, he was defending... 
air travel. Listen to this. There is an internal audit of your use of FAA jets for official trips following a request for review by Senator Marco Rubio. Uh, it also scrutinized Elaine Chow's um, private jet uh, travel as transportation secretary. Do you have a response to that? Yeah, here's how we uh, handle my travel. The vast majority of the time I travel on commercial airlines and economy class. Uh, but there is a portion of the time, I'd say about 10 to 20 percent, uh, when we use our agency's aircraft. This is not chartering a private jet. This is a, a government aircraft that uh, is assigned to the FAA. Yeah, here's how we handle my travel. It's like he's talking to his staff about, here's what you say when, when asked about my travel. The guy, is, the guy is a ham and egger. He flew back, I have to admit, from... Ohio last week uh, on a regular commercial airline. He was not happy about that, by the way. No, he wasn't. But uh, no, he hated that every bit, every minute of it. He was uh, being watched. So somebody must have said, "Look it, I want you to go up there. I want you to look at that uh, derailment, and I want you to do it on coach." <laughs> so uh, you gotta love yeah, it. And he didn't want to talk to the press. He didn't. You know, he tried to. Sneak in in the wee hours of the morning because he had to get his beauty yeah, sleep, I guess. That's or true. Whatever. Yeah, and then, um, you know, th this guy, is a, he's a poser. Did, oh, did I mention about Lori Lightfoot yet? Did we mention Lori Lightfoot, Bill? No, but she, uh, Lightfoot got the boot foot, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, she was shown the proverbial door, as they would say. Uh, she was expecting very much to be... Uh, in the next round of voting, apparently it's a stage type thing. It yeah. says, uh, the New York Times has just reported current mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, has lost her re-election bid. Lightfoot, who had been criticized for her inability to put a stop to violent crime in Chicago, was only able to obtain 16.5% of the vote and failed to make it into the runoff for the office. Mayoral candidate Paul Vallis... Uh, gained 35% of the vote, and Brandon Johnson was able to snag 20%. So uh, Vallis and Johnson will face each other uh, in a runoff on April the 4th. So Lori Lightfoot is histoire, as they would say. Yeah, uh, well, you know what? I never count a Democrat out when they lose because some of these people are conniving, and if she's plugged into anybody, although she has got such a sterling record, I don't see them even throwing her an olive no. branch to help save her. No, I, I think they'll just l let her uh, leave quietly. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if if the vote was closer, if she lost by uh, maybe a percentage point or, per, you know, two percentage point, I could see her saying, oh, something. But she lost by like 14 points or 15 yeah, percentage she, she points. She's, so she's done. She's done. And she really wasn't a very... Uh, good or successful mayor. Another thing I thought was interesting, Bill, which we should talk about, uh, did you hear about this? Tucker Carlson's staff will not be allowed to freely record footage from January 6th. They may request particular clips that his staffers, but his staffers are not allowed to uh, record or remove any of the videos from a specific screening area. So they have set up screening stations at the Capitol. Kevin yeah, McCarthy has. Now, I understood that they were giving Tucker the tapes so that they could go through them and then pick and choose what they wanted. Like they found the footage there that uh, actually Capitol Police opened fire first and just willy-nilly started mowing down people. 
And I think that shock right there said, uh, you know, the the, the left go, going, we can't have this. No, 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 no. There's too much damaging information there. So what do they do? They say, well, we don't want Al-Qaeda to know how, you know, our escape routes. Yeah. When did Al-Qaeda get involved with January 6th? I didn't know they were part of this. Well, I guess they've got these secret little tunnels and things like that, hallways that are used for leaving uh, certain rooms, and they're afraid that the enemy will see those uh, exits and uh, they'll know where the different staff members are going. Personally, I think it's a lot of hooey. I think what happened is McCarthy... He gave access to all of this footage, and it seemed like in it last week they said it was uh, unrestricted. Well, I'll, I'll let uh, I'll let Tucker say what it was. Listen. So for really more than two years now, we've been complaining about, and we think it's justified, the fact that the U.S. Congress has held thousands, tens of thousands of hours of closed circuit camera footage from the public. They have not released any of it. Um, from January 6th. And January 6th, of course, is a transformative event in this country. It's been used to change the country. So there are about 44,000 hours. Uh, and we have, you may have read this today, been granted access to that. And we believe that access is unfettered. We believe we have secured the right to see whatever we want to see. Um, so we've been there about a week. Our producers, some of our smartest producers, have been there. Uh, looking at this stuff and trying to figure out what it means and how it contradicts or not the story that we've been told for more than two years. We think already that in some ways it does contradict that story. And so we're going to spend the rest of this week taking a look at it, assessing it as honestly as we can, and we're going to bring you what we find next week. Okay, so he doesn't seem upset with the situation. He said his producers are there looking at the footage, meaning they're at the Capitol looking at the footage. So... I think it's the New York Times trying to make a story where there is none. Yeah, because what but what they're doing is with saying it the way that they're saying it uh, and and bringing al-Qaeda into this too and saying it's a security thing. Well, if it's a security risk now, it was a security risk when the Democrats were using the tapes and going through it willy-nilly and Liz Cheney and all of them doing it and taking what they wanted to and pick and choose. You can't have it both ways, friends. It's one way or the other, and you can't change the story halfway through because, well, if we let them have the access that we had, it doesn't help our narrative. This is all just a big smokescreen. Well, uh, you know, other people have complained that it's not fair that uh, just Tucker and his crew uh, have access to the tapes. Uh, I know Mike Lindell, if I I can find the audio, I will play it for you right here in my wonderful little audio machine. But I can't seem to find it right now. When when you want something sometimes, you just can't find it. Uh, You know, I like Lindell. He's a good guy. He means well. But he doesn't articulate well. He's, He's passionate. He's a patriot. But him having access to the tapes you know, then he's going to do his Lindell thing, and he might muddy the waters more than he would help the waters. Well, that's just it. I agree. Yeah, I agree 100%. 100%. And he's a good guy. So, you know, if he's sitting there going, well, hey, I'm not, 
poking fun at you there, buddy. But point is, is that there, there's a way to engage and articulate. Here's what he said on uh, Steve Bannon's show. You're talking about a suit that you got incoming. Can you get us up to speed on it? Yeah, it's, uh, as everybody knows, uh, Kevin McCarthy and the gang uh, released uh, uh, 44,000 hours from January 6th to exclusively Fox News. Well, we're not going to sit back and let that happen. We're going after him for the First Amendment provision. Freedom of the press were injured by not having access. And then the other thing is the equal protection clause, discrimination by the speaker. You don't just give it. It's, a, it's like a cover-up. Why does just Fox get this so they can cover it up even more? It's disgusting. We were going to go after Fox to get it. And the lawyers, yesterday we had a big meeting and they said, no, we're going to go right after the speaker right after Congress, and uh, and I'll take it all the way up. I don't care if I don't get it there. We're going to run this all the way to the Supreme Court. Okay, so I'm with you, Bill. I, I think that he's making a mistake. First of all, out of all the people on, on Fox, and I don't trust a lot of them, I think some of them are, mm-hmm. are playing the corporate game and doing whatever Paul Ryan and the board members tell them to do, but I think Tucker, he goes, uh, he goes to the beat of a different drummer. You know, he, he's his own yeah. man. He was the guy who uh, went after Hunter Biden just before the election uh, when nobody else was going after Hunter Biden with those tapes. And uh, so I think I, I think when Tucker says he's going to investigate the situation, I think he's going to probably do a very good job. This will be Emmy Award winning stuff if he does it, if he does it right. But uh, for, for Mike to turn around and... and Challenge the waters, yeah, and, and not not on purpose. We do he this a do lot, it. though. Republicans, Bill, attack each other a lot, mm-hmm. and Democrats know that, and they're unified. They, you know, they know they're wrong, they know they're guilty, but they unify together and go, no, we're going to sell our story, and sooner or later, and they own the media. When you think about it, I was looking at it the other day: MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS. CNN, they've all become mouthpieces for the left. So then it's very easy for them to say because they've got history, they've got, they've got, uh, you know, they've just, they've been around for a long time. Yeah. So I, when when someone comes along, well, the Gateway Pundit, man, it's been around for a few years. Oh, you got your news from the Gateway Pundit. Yeah, conspiracy yeah. theory, uh, theory stuff yeah, yeah. over there. You know. So you can you can poo poo every right leaning organization because yeah it doesn't have oh what's the famous word standing yes has it been there for oh, a another, while another another word they love to use is gravitas yeah gravitas this <laughs> I'll shove it up your gravitas hey. <laughs> you know no I'm not I'm not trying to that's your rock and roll here, disc you know, jockey coming out <laughs> yeah no I'm I'm tired of these words in language yeah the linguistics that they like to throw around and they like to take words. Not everyone knows gravitas. They, they, we've gotten what standing is. So find another big word. Find another big, 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 big word. Get out your thesauruses and find that big word that nobody knows. They do it all the time. They do yeah, it all. they do it all the time. But here's the problem. Every stinking news outlet does the same word. Oh, I know. You'll see a station in Des Moines. And then it has no gravitas, you know. You know. And then you get a, a station in uh, Dallas 
And they'll say the same thing. It's like, ay, ay, ay. Hey, can I have some gravitas for yeah. my taters here? Because <laughs> they're not good without gravitas. <laughs> and I like some gravitas in my turkey, too. Well, uh, I think Mike Lindell is wasting his money going after uh, Kevin McCarthy. First of all, what you may do, M- Mike, you may end up shutting the whole process down. Forget the fact that, you know, oh, yeah. that Tucker, Tucker, if Tucker has access... Even if Tucker can't show us, even if he he can only report on what he's seen, that's better than what we have now. But if Mike Lindell goes in there and throws a wrench into it and it becomes a big hornet's nest, all Kevin McCarthy has to say is, forget it, I'm withdrawing access for everybody, and that's it. You don't see it. And then we're back to where we were and we'll never know the truth. Maybe our grandchildren's grandchildren will know but we sure as hell won't. And you know, we're at a very critical time now. I hate to sit there and bring this in, but it's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always looked over the ages. No, Notre Dame is predicted. Nostradamus, no. yes. Michel Nostradamus. Nostradamus, yes. Nostradamus said 2023 would be the turning point of the world. Well, with that said, and if it's true, and what he predicts... Uh, Doesn't look like it's going to be a good year. No, we're in deep soup. Yeah. Um, another thing going on, uh, they're talking about this, uh, and, and this is a big thing for Joe Biden because he's if he's good at doing one thing, he's good at blowing our money, okay? Uh, mm. Supreme Court conservatives cast doubt on student loan forgiveness program. That's <laughs> from the Hill. Uh, Joe wants to be able to, to forgive student loans. And I saw people like uh, Ilion Omar yesterday screaming how it was important to forgive the loans and everybody has their loans paid. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. You know, uh, first of all, there are a lot of issues. Uh, where's the cutoff point? Uh, I, I paid for loans for my kids. They graduated in the 90s. I went back to school, got my degree in 2006. Do I get my loans forgiven for paying for college in 2006? How about the people in 1975 who graduated from college? I mean, where do you stop? If ever, you know, and, and not only that, but why is it that somebody who's a, a plumber or a mechanic or whatever who didn't go to college has to absorb that loss? Because they've well, been paying taxes. Well, why can't you get, okay, now you bring up an interesting point. Plumber, mechanic. Right. Somebody that went to a trade school. You ought to get the money back for that. Yeah. Somebody who apprenticed somewhere or, you know, had to go and do things. Sure. There ought to be a credit given for that because you went out on your own and yeah. picked up a skill. Yes. And you paid your dues. You earned it. And that has value and you made something of yourself, well, that's worth money in my book. Sure. It's so called, a pr- it's called the- a apprenticing. It's been around yes. longer than some of these schools. Yeah. So is that worth uh, 50000 a year? <laughs> you know, or well, something. You, I, I'm just you're, you're, grabbing a number, but, you're, you know, you're is pre- it worth something? You're preaching to the choir. I agree with you 100%. You know, I think they would have an easier sell if they went back and said, hey, you're a tradesman. You know, you started out, you know, sweeping the floors, 
in, in, in the Photoshop. And then you learned how to, to run the printers. And then you learned this and you that. You worked your way up. Well, yeah, you got a salary. Well, a lot of people in college get salaries. They get jobs, whatever. And maybe it, it, it correlates with what they're studying, maybe not. But either way, you should have the same privileges and benefits it, because it, you are a contributor in this society too. And not helping helping you out means that they're saying, oh, no, 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 no. Well, We're entitled. You are here's, not. Here's the problem too. During the COVID uh, pandemic, they paused payments on these loans. So for right. two or three years now, people have not been paying their student loans. So after a while, they get kind of comfortable not paying their student loans. So now when the loans kick back in, a lot of people are defaulting on their loans. And that's not, well, let me put it to you this way, okay? If I buy a house and I agree to pay X amount of dollars for that house every month, and then they have uh, some kind of a national crisis and they suspend mortgage payments for a couple of months and then they kick them back in, I got to I gotta pick up those payments. Uh, I signed a contract. When these people went to college, they had to sign an agreement. I will do this if you give me this money to go to college. It's, it's, a, it's a binding contract. All of a sudden now, what you're saying to these young adults is, eh, contracts, they're not written, they're not worth the paper they're written on. Don't worry about mm -hmm. it. I mean, if you're not really happy with the contract, just don't pay it. I mean, look at you can you did that with your college loans. Why can't you do it with anything else? Mm -hmm. This is called responsibility. And I know I sound like an old guy when I say that, but I mean my whole life, my whole adult life, I've been responsible, as have you. You've paid We've talked about this over and over again, you, you know, paying off car payments and paying off loans has been part of our life. And, and uh, we're not complaining about it. It's the system. Well, let me ask you this question. So you have a, you have a pandemic. You have a, something that goes on right. that says, hey, you know what? We're going to cut you a break. You're not going to have to pay the loan right now. You'll have to pick it back up. Right now you get a break because we understand things are tough. All right? Mm -hmm. So the college or the bank that's holding that paper, do they not turn around and get some help from the federal government or get a break? Sure. On holding that paper? Oh, it's a win-win for them. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be. Yeah, I know. Because that win-win, because if that disaster didn't happen, they would be getting the money from you. So now... They're getting the money from the government, and then when things clear well, what up, is the, and what well, is we the, want that and, money, and then... And where does, the, where does the government get their money? They get it from you. They yeah. get it from me. So yeah. essentially, we're doing it, we're paying them twice. Screwed twice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. God. Well, they're, they're running into some roadblocks, but it's the same group of socialist doofuses are out there screaming about how these loans should be forgiven. And on the surface, look at people, they're excited. Oh, I don't have to pay my student loan. I have, I, I got to pay $100,000 on my loan and I can forgive that. Well, look at, I'm not, I think colleges should give discounts. I do think they're overrated, they're overpriced, and they don't give you the value for your dollar. I think no. so many kids graduate with a degree 
that is worthless, that is absolutely, it doesn't do a damn thing for them, okay? I mean, I think the whole educational system is not right and not not made for today. And I think the one thing that if you are born into this country or you move into this country legitimately, then you are entitled to certain benefits. And one of that is a free and clear education all the way up to get some kind of tradesman or or degree to do what you want to do to a limit. And I think, you know, it can be done with the monies that we have pledged now. Screw it. Now, if you want to go to a, a special university after you get everything, well, yeah, you pay for that. But And what I'm saying well, is we could accelerate the school years, you know, and and shorten up the amount of time that kids spend well, in regular school too, where by the time they're 15, they're technically working on trade skills or, you know, uh, junior college level or even getting ready to go to a major university. But when they get out at 18, they got something. Let's look at colleges over the past 100 years. I mean, 100 years ago, uh, if you wanted to be a teacher, maybe you went to a normal school for two years, maybe. Before that, you just uh, apprenticed with the teacher down the street and got a feeling for it, and then you you started to teach. That's how it worked for for many, many years in the world, in our country and other countries. And if you wanted to be a lawyer in most states back in the the early 20th century, you sometimes you didn't have to go to college. You just apprenticed with a lawyer for five years, and you became a lawyer. That's how, I mean, Abraham Lincoln, I don't think he went to college and he was a lawyer. He apprenticed. And that's how you it know, there, there are law books there. And generally speaking, even guys that have gone to Harvard and they, they practice law, they don't know squat of what's in those books on, on, on their walls there. They have, they have uh, interns that research everything and they find case law. If you've ever been involved in a lawsuit, you know, you, someone's going to find case law. And that's what you're going to take to formulate your defense uh, or or whatever it is that you're trying to to achieve. You know, it's now sometimes you break new ground and you use that. But uh, my these dad, guys, the, my, my dad was a lawyer. He used yeah. to have he used to have walls in his office of books and he knew where most of the stuff was. My dad loved law. But nowadays, everything's on a disc or on a on a thumb drive. You have more information at your at your fingertips on a thumb drive than you ever had in all those books in my dad's office. Oh, you can you pay know. for software, Nexus Lexus. Yeah, exactly. Now, that used to be a pretty yeah pretty private thing, but you could sit there and look up law, look up case, and yeah. you would have everything you needed right there on your screen to tell you how you navigate through Absolutely. this case. It's there. Now they got they got more than just law in there. I mean, Nexus now has gotten to where they they got everything about you. But they, and they, I think you can buy a subscription yourself. But you, you know. can you, you know you can put down uh, slip and fall accident, uh, middle aged man uh, on property of a major chain, and you'll get all this case law and all these different uh, results that'll help you with your case at, at your finger, and it's done like instantaneously. It's, it's amazing stuff. Folks. Yeah, it's 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 a nice piece of software. But, but I, kids don't get their money's worth for the education. So that's what I'm. I'm I mean, you, when you think about uh, going to college, when I was a kid, it might have cost three or four thousand dollars a year, 
And that was a lot of money for the time, folks. I mean, three or $4,000 back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, uh, it, was, it was a hefty chunk of change. But now kids are going to school and it's costing their parents at a state school $45,000, $50,000 a year, at an Ivy League school $80,000 a year. And, and what do they walk out with? You know what they walk out with, folks? They, if you send your kids to a, a school like the University of uh, Phoenix or, or uh, Southern New Hampshire University, these mm-hmm. distance learning places where you do it from home, and it might cost you maybe $4,500 a year because mm-hmm. you still have, you know. But for the whole, you may get your whole education, it may cost you under twenty grand, and you got a bachelor's degree. And when all is said and done, forget Harvard, forget Podunk. When you have, if you have an accredited degree in front of you from whatever school, that should be all that really, that's the, that's all you need. You know what I'm saying? It's it, when I hear people say, well, he got his bachelor's degree from Harvard. So what? He got a bachelor's degree. He, he took the same basic courses as that somebody took at some state school down the road. At the end of the day, the attorney that holds his, you know, that, that, that holds his own is the one that knows how to win the case. And as they say, it's all theater of the courts. Yep. It doesn't matter whether you're guilty or not. What matters is you've got a good uh, attorney that becomes a director and you're just a you're an actor in a play. Yeah. That's hey, all you are. So, folks, as far as paying uh, forgiveness on student loans, um, I, I think that sends the wrong signal. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that the government shouldn't maybe restructure student loan payments so that kids aren't overwhelmed. Uh, I, I think if I were in office, I would uh, say, look, it, it's just uh, 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 too much for a lot of kids. They, they graduate from college. And they start they start working at McDonald's. They and paying off student loans is just it's prohibitive. Well, you bring up a point there. Yeah, they they go to they go to college because you know they've been told, oh yes, yeah, so we can make you an attorney. And you don't end up being an attorney. You end up being a uh, floor manager at uh, Mickey D's. And uh, would you like fries with that? Right, exactly. So that means to me that this whole college thing is all a lie. It's crock. You know, it's just somebody making money off you. They're, they're no better than a telemarketer. It's an industry, Bill. Yeah, it's what it is. Yeah, it's an industry. Uh, so, but but I, I think they should work out some kind of a uh, uh, a way to make it easier for kids to pay the loans back, even if they paid partial a partial payment back. Let's say they get out and they don't get the job they wanted, and so and then essentially, you know. When you go to college and get a degree, it's like you you figure there's a it's a deal. I'm going to pay you this money to for for this degree so I can get this kind of a job. But then if you get out and you don't get that kind of a job, you get a much lower paying job. Maybe the government should say, "Okay, we understand where you're at right now. We're going to re restructure uh, the loan so that you only have to pay this much back at this rate." It, it should be more flexible. But they should have to pay something back. It shouldn't be just forgiven because uh, it's a good political thing to do, like Biden wants to do. Another thing, Bill, did you hear about this? China, they're saying now, this is from the Washington Examiner, uh, China will target the United States homeland in war over Taiwan. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's scary. I mean, what they're saying is if we go to defend Taiwan as we have promised with this president, uh, the generals on our side are saying, hey, China is going to hit us. We're going to get hit. Uh, you know, I was reading a story about uh, uh, what's our what's our favorite general out there that uh, uh, oh uh, Millie Millie yeah yeah Millie, you know because he's uh, he's going to retire soon yeah and he's talking about oh we got to help the Ukraine we got to do this we got to do that we're so strong yada 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 what he's not telling you we're not as strong as we say that we are and that there is an imminent threat out there but what he's trying to do right now is keep these 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 coals burning because when he gets out he's going to go to the private sector and he's going to go to the war manufacturers he's already got his gig lined up wow and he's going to be selling the weapons of war so it behooves him to promote this Ukrainian war and oh don't worry about Russia they're weak yeah. oh we got everything well we're going to need everything i think this guy by the way in my opinion uh, is a traitor, and I'll tell He's you why. Selling out of his country well, right now. He was the guy who said, his nest. He was the guy that said to China, "Look at if we're going to attack you, I'll give you a call and let you know." Heads up. Yeah, it's like uh, a yeah. uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> that's called being a traitor, there, uh, Mister uh, General Milley, and uh, you know he's the guy who was walking across the street from the White House to the. Uh, uh, the St. John's Church, uh, when they tried to burn it down during those riots a few years ago. And then he, as soon as he got some negative feedback from the press, he did a video saying, I don't know what got into me. I'm in a different situation being the head of the U.S. military. I should have remained neutral. Uh, I shouldn't have gone with the president. You know, that says to me, you are a duplicitous, two-faced lying. <laughs> I could go on with my adjectives. Look, he stuck Trump in the back. Oh, he and did. Believe it or not, now I'm not defending Joe because I think he's a piece of crap, but he's sticking Joe in the back too. You know, he doesn't care whether, you know, your kids go and die in war. He doesn't care. Yeah, well, he, you know? he, uh, it said he's going to be safe. It, it said to me when he did that, that video, I thought, you son of a gun. This guy is your commander-in-chief. I don't care mm-hmm. whether the president just wears a civilian suit. He is the head of the military, the top guy, the president. He is the boss. He is your boss, and you shouldn't be, like you said, Bill, stabbing him in the back after you walked yeah. across the street with him. So He's doing it, and in a roundabout way, he's doing it to Joe, too, because He's selling him on this war. Now, Joe's sold on it, too, because Joe is on the take. So it's not hard to sell Joe. Yeah. You know, Joe, Joe, and, you know, now there's big, I, apparently there's something about to blow the lid off of with uh, new information here in the next few days about uh, the Biden crime family and everything. And it waits to be seen because just because somebody says, oh, yeah, we got the goods. Yeah. Somehow, you know, they I know. always dance or they, something. They really do. Up. They really do. If if the if uh, Hillary and the Bidens, you know, the Clintons and the Bidens can do anything, they can dance. Uh, well, well, the no, the Clinton. Well, yeah, the Clintons dance around. Uh, you know, 
dead bodies, you know. That's, they, yeah, that's a that's another story for another time. Dark inside, it always happens. Oh, did you hear about this? Uh, Biden apparently now out doing speeches. He was at some kind of uh, medical uh, thing, and he was talking about nurses are the true, you know, the, the true angels in heaven. Yeah. But he goes, and he's talking about when. Oh my he had God! That I think brain I heard thing this. and all this stuff. And he's sitting there going, and I had this nurse, and uh, he names her by name, and you know she would come up. And she would massage his face. And she would whisper in his ear. And then she would breathe on him. I kept waiting for the da 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 Feels yeah. so good. Yeah, you know? don't. Barry White, don't. Barry White, yeah. I'm sitting there going, what the hell does this have to do with yeah, anything, didn't he, didn't he, he made a comment, I think, like uh, she did things that were more than what she had learned yeah. in nursing school. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. And I'm like going, Joe. Yes. Is this a midnight fantasy? <laughs> uh, he, I don't want to hear about your undercover angel. I really don't, Joe. He's he's uh, a, a piece of work. He really oh, is. Yeah, he is. Um, you see, we're a bipartisan group of uh, senators uh, led by Angus King. He's an independent from Maine. And Bill Cassidy, of uh, a Republican from Louisiana, they're considering gradually raising the retirement age to about 70 as part of a legislation to overhaul Social Security. I would suggest they leave it alone. Leave it alone. You want to get Social Security back on track? Get the money you're throwing over in the Ukraine for ammunition. Bring it back. back, Put it into Social Security. Problem solved. Next question. Oh, Jim, you're making things too easy. I'm sorry, Bill. I don't know what got into me. Yeah, I don't know what the heck got into your head. I just... It just seems so obvious, you know. Um, also, so many little stories that you have to mention because nobody else does. Uh, Biden was out. Uh, first of all, there's a story in, in in the press yesterday saying that China is making coal coal fire uh, power plants as fast as they can make them. I mean, they're going up all over China. Forget the environment. Forget that. No, no, no. It's full speed ahead, coal fire plants. Then you come over to the United States to uh, to our illustrious president, and you hear him say this. I was in Massachusetts about a month ago on the site of the largest old coal plant in America. Guess what? It costs them too much money. They can't count. No one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of the existence of the plant. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. This guy, does anybody believe this guy knows anything about anything? I mean, this guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Coal-fired plants have been reliable for over a century in this country. You know, and I know the site he was talking about. By the way, he wasn't in the oldest, uh, the site of the oldest coal-fired plant. He was he was talking about Fall River, Massachusetts, and he was the site of a coal-fired plant that was built in the late 60s. Down the road from that plant, by about five miles, is an older plant called, it was called Montauk. It, it was a coal fire plant that powered a lot of southern New England. 
and it was reliable as reliable could be. It was, and that wasn't where he was. Uh, the guy embellishes everything, folks. The guy will take a story, uh, and he will make it his own. And someone may have said to him, hey, Joe, you know, down the road here by about 10 miles is uh, one of the oldest uh, plants in the world. Yeah, this whole region. That's all he remembers, oldest plant in the world and this and that. Yeah, exactly. He turns Uh, it into a a story. But he's probably the opposite of what he was told. So when your lights are flickering, okay, because you can't get enough power, uh, it's because Joe Biden is going to shut down all the coal-fired power plants. And if I lived in West Virginia or Pennsylvania or Ohio or any of these big coal states, and I heard Democrats talking about shutting down the coal plants, I would never hire, I would never vote for a Democrat again. And by the way, well, I, uh, well, I could go on and on, but is, is, am I right, Bill? I mean, no, you're right. And, you know, they're, they're talking about, oh, you know, clean nuclear energy. Uh it was clean nuclear energy when we first brought it out. And then we had Three Mile Island. Uh, we had uh, another plant that uh, had a problem. And all of a sudden, we quit making them. We, sh- we were shutting them down. And people say, well, and look at Chernobyl. Look how dangerous that was. Chernobyl was made differently than our plants. It, yeah. it, it wasn't made with the safety measures that our plants requ- required. Uh, yeah, but you know, you, you look at these plants, and uh, like the uh, what was it, the Fukushima that went up in what ninety nine yeah, or something Japan. like that. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah, from a tsunami, and uh, they got flooding, shut down certain things in the reactor, and it wasn't the wa- the tide water that was coming in that they were worried about into the reactor. Yeah, that that was going to be a problem. What they were worried about, same thing. Well, they got it right down the road here. It's, it's a certain design where they have to take out the rods every, I think, five months. That's mm-hmm. it. They're spent for the reactor, but they got a 15,000-year life that they are bad. They can, they're, they're just bad. So they take those rods and they stack them on the roof of the building. So you've got these, I guess, you know, you know roped off, but stacked dangerous nuclear rods that are there that are sitting there in tons that they come in every once in a while get a truck and take it somewhere to probably a salt mine and drop it off you know a, a low flying plane like uh what happened at 911 my question there not only take out wilkesbury but take out um miles and miles and miles around because my question is japan is an island i understand that they have limitations but what engineer said it's a great idea to build a nuclear power plant on the coast, right? But an area, by the way, that is susceptible to tsunamis. I would have said, "Hey, guys, you want to build a nuclear a power plant? You build it up in a mountain, up up the road." Yeah. See, then you got the uh, the air currents carry it. Uh, you need but no, the water, you, but to you don't cool. get hit, you don't get hit with salt water, Bill. No, but you need that water to cool the you know the the, the rods down. They need the water for that. Well, you so, know, uh, have them build a uh, a, a big uh, water tank. A water tank. I mean, I got one up the street from me here that probably feeds uh, the water for much of uh, the area, and uh, it, it, they could pump. It takes a lot of water. It yeah. really does. Yeah. You know, you've got a big steam engine. That's really nuclear technology. We're talking about. Oh, it's nuclear technology. It's clean. It's safe. 
It's a steam engine. Yeah, that's what true. it is. It's a steam engine, you know, with nuclear fusion going on in there to heat things up. Those 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 rods. And uh, speaking not safe. speaking of uh, engines, our engine is just about uh, over. We've run out of steam for uh, our program today. It's over. It's uh, another interesting program. A lot of things going on in the world. A lot yeah, of things. Yeah, kind of a it was a potluck show, but you know that's okay. We got a lot of we got a lot more. He, I could have talked about too, but oh, yeah. uh, we can hold it off until tomorrow. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, in the news uh, what happens with Tucker and uh, oh, that January six videotape. That's that's uh, a story that may uh, not go away for a while, and uh, they're still going to have to deal with East Palestine, Ohio. That's going to be an issue for quite some time. As a matter of fact, it may grow into a much more serious issue as the uh, weeks progress, uh, when people start to realize that it really and truly just wasn't that little section of Ohio. It's an entire region that was affected. I mean, when people in, who live uh, 50 miles away start having health issues because of that that uncontrolled burn, they call it a controlled burn, but the experts now are saying, nah. That wasn't controlled. My friend, uh, I think we should leave with a, a, a little, uh, an interesting uh, a Joe uh -oh. Biden salute. What do you think? Oh, yeah, we can do the Joe Biden salute. But this one has a variation, okay? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, are you ready? All right. All right, here we go. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fit. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>